Salt City Sports Podcast, Wakey Wakey Eggs and Bakey. It's Wednesday morning, and we have a fresh soda for you right before Turkey Day, Clay. Let's get it. It's a great, great time of year. We're excited. We get extra football, bonus football. It's always good. College football, we got rivalry week. Chase, I mean, it's big time, so. A lot to get to, a lot to cover. Quick little sode for you. We got peaks and valleys. We've got prayers up. We're going to talk jazz, local football, big boy NFL football, daily fantasy survivor. It's all jam-packed. It's a peanut butter and jam-packed sode. Let's go. Let's start right out with our peaks and valleys. If you haven't listened to the show, peaks and valleys is a high point and a low point of the week. We start in the depths of hell, the valley, and we climb the mountain to the peak. Clay, start us off with your valley. Look, life's a roller coaster. You know, there's lots of ups and downs. So my valley. Well, actually, Chase, you were part of this valley this week. Our poor little Ellie girl, uh, Border Collie, she's 14 years old. She's been having some issues. Uh, She woke up super early Sunday morning, and we thought she was having a stroke. Crazy. Like, her eyes were going nuts. She could barely walk. Um, We were both pretty scared, Jessica was um not feeling good about it so we rushed her to the vet we did we showed up and they have like a skeleton crew on sunday they're hitting me with the emergency hours right i'm there for like four hours just right in the middle of sunday chase like i'm i'm it was i'm sweating these games i've got my bets going you know i've got fantasy everything and i'm sitting in a freaking vet office so uh like a good brother that you are Got you on FaceTime. You actually flipped it so that I could watch your TV, so I could watch the end of the Bears game because uh, we can't ever just step on anyone's throat. So you know they were making a big comeback, but obviously the Bears held on. It was just a, it was a big sweat. Uh, Ellie wasn't doing well. Brutal Sunday for me. Usually the best day of the week. This one was a little rough, but we got her some meds. She was diagnosed with like old dog syndrome like she has some weird thing in her ear and it's like screwing up her balance they got her antibiotics they got her pain pills we got her on the you know she's on the mend a little bit so mm-hmm. um we're happy about that but just you know sunday at the vet's office not, not fun not low for your for your boy yeah and you know anytime you need to face facetime a game i'll do it i don't know if you saw carmelo anthony had his son on facetime after he dropped 17 mm-hmm. i feel like that's a little weird. Like, why wasn't the sun just there? They can afford it. You know, it's a school night. Who cares? But cool <laughs> that they're that they're willing to right. be just like us. You know, NBA players are just like us. But yeah, n- never good with Ellie. Um, hopefully, she heals up and she'll be all right. You came through in the clutch. I don't even think it rang once, and you already had me flipped around looking at your TV, your big screen in the front room. So it was great. I flipped it horizontally too. None mm-hmm. of this vertical stuff. Get no, that out of here, bro. Yeah, not messing around. All right, so for my valley, um, I talk about this, I feel like, once or twice a year, but just first time, all four of us, all sick. Little Quinny girl went to the play place, Chick-fil-A, came out with a little... Mm. You think, oh, my kid's fine. She's two and a half. She'll get over it. Smash cut to next morning. All of us have sore throats, stuffy noses, just duffy, duffy does, you know? Mm -hmm. And... uh, I talked to somebody the other day, I can't remember who was telling me this, but it's probably not really backed by science, but I believed it. Your kids are like germ centers. And the reason why they get you sick 
is because they're building an immune system and their body just becomes a host for these colds and mm. it turns into this super germ. That's why you get it. Because normally I don't get sick. Ever since I've had kids, I get sick all the time. So sounds good to me. Don't know if there's any science backing it, but I'm into it. It sounds like sick. Yeah. yeah. Not once, great. Well, once someone gets it and you're all in the same house, like it's game over. Yeah. So uh, let me hit you with my peak chase. Tried a new restaurant last night that I really enjoyed. Hoof and Vine in Fort Union. Live down the street from this place for four years. Never been to it. They did a little like uh, tasting menu last night, mm-hmm. which was really awesome. We went with a couple friends, and uh, that sounds way above my pay grade. Yeah, it was, it's a. I guess it's technically a steakhouse, but they have seafood and, and different things, mm-hmm. and um, everything they brought out was fantastic. Steak and giant shrimp, and then uh, like some of the best carrot cake I've ever had for dessert. So. Hoof and Vine, definitely on my radar going forward. Very nice meal. Shout out to the owner, Eric Rose. He was a gentleman all night. And uh, we'll be going back. So Awesome. Always looking for new spots, Hoof and Vine. I'll check it out. My peak of the week has to be Sunday Night Football. I went in very nervous about facing, you know, me personally, facing Aaron Rodgers on Sunday Night Football, bright lights. We were in the bay. Niners hosting the Packers. Uh, just a terrifying game. You know, all the all the pressure's on. All the medias keep saying, are the Niners for real? We're not sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Niners showed out from that first series when they forced the fumble Aaron Rodgers and scored on the next play. Just set the tone for the rest of the game. I think people understand that the defense is definitely for real. And if the offense it's an opportunity um they can be very good especially when george kittle's on the field yeah kittle makes a huge difference uh nice little i mean that's going to go a long way obviously you're going to be battling with the packers for seeding anyway you've got a tough six game stretch coming up so it's good to get that first w in prime time uh i'm a i'm kind of a niner fan jace so there's always room thank you there's room on the bridge i'm struggling over here yeah jump jump aboard yeah thank you um, <laughs> you don't have to worry about. I'm. I'm just gonna say it. It's gonna hurt. Okay. You don't have to worry about your quarterback not being able to throw to one side of the field mm. in this okay. offense. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> we'll get there. All right. Um, let's do some prayers up. You down? Please. My prayers up is for our beloved friend and guest of the podcast, Mark Winners. He talked to us last night about he's a big Jayhawks fan, big Kansas Jayhawks fan. Mm-hmm. BYU Cougars, our beloved Cougar Cagers, were playing number four Kansas in the Maui Invitational. Had a nice showing against UCLA. Beautiful. UCLA isn't that great, but BYU beat them handily. Still nice. Yeah, for sure. A program win, right? <laughs> uh, he sent us a screenshot of a bet he took. Mm-hmm. He took the Cougars to cover excuse me, the Kansas Jayhawks to cover seven and a half first half. Right. That didn't happen. Cougars, they were down two at half. Down two. Shot really well. Second half, he said he was going reverse jinx and took BYU money line mm-hmm. to go ahead and just win the game outright. Yeah. And then Kansas remembered who they were, and BYU remembered who they were, and Kansas won by 17. Right. So just prayers up on a bad, bad, not a bad beat, just a bad bet. Look, when you're cold and you can... 
you can fire again at halftime, you got to do it. And that's Absolutely. what Mark did. He missed it both ways. He somehow created a reverse middle of like two points on that <laughs> game. So prayers up to our boy Mark. Uh, go Cougs. Prayers up for me. How about for all the uh, real husbands of Salt Lake? We got real housewives coming mm-hmm. to the valley. Uh, gentlemen, if your wife signed up for this show, be prepared to have your mm, financial failures aired. <laughs> your All the issues you're having in the bedroom, uh, those will be told loud and clear. And all the problems that your wife has with you that she won't tell you directly to your face, but she will to a... You know, interview room. Millions of people. Millions of people on TV. to watch it. Yeah. So prayers up to whoever signs up for that show. R-H-O-S-L-C. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Um, my my guess, they always hold something in the title screen. You know, in Georgia, they're holding the peach. In Dallas, Dallas, Dallas star. the star. Right. In, in uh, Orange County, they have the orange, right? Here, what's your, what's your bet? Snowball. Mm, okay, I was gonna go with like a holy book. I don't think they'll put the Book of Mormon or Bible. I think they'll, they'll hold like a book with a cross on it. You think so? Yeah. I was thinking maybe like a beehive. Oh, okay. It's yeah. a little. I don't know if it'll have live bees, but <laughs> something like that. So. Well, if you guys ever want more Real Housewives takes, <laughs> this is your show, Real Housewives of Salt Lake. Just let us know. We we'll get on it. We love it. All right, so let's talk jazz real quick, Clay. Interesting little week last week. We split with the T Wolves. They beat us here. If you remember, I talked about the matchup was going to be Cat Towns, as what Bowler calls him, Carl mm-hmm. Anthony Towns Towns, and Rudy Gobert. And Cat was sniping. Anytime he hit seven threes in a game, not great. So they end up beating us here. We turn around two days later and go up to Minnesota and kill him. Yep. It was a nice little bounce back. Um, Rudy's missed some time over this last couple games. I think he's been out too now. It's a little concerning. He's obviously the guy we cannot afford to lose. Um, as long as he plays like 75 games, that's right. kind of what you expect out of a dude that's that big and that, you know, just the way he plays. But when he goes out right now with no Ed Davis, we've talked about Tony Bradley. He actually played pretty well in his starts. Um, but we're so small behind him. I don't know. Is this like a, is this a, prolonged um, problem to have like is this gonna if we don't address this problem where are we gonna get to the playoffs and be like oh we should have maybe signed another big guy at some point yeah around this time last year is when we made the move for Kyle Korver it was pretty early on in the season if you don't remember if you remember we traded uh, Alex Burke <laughs> the goat yeah uh, I know how to say his name people but yeah long time everyone ago. screws it yeah. up for Kyle Korver so I wonder if we'll make a similar move because of injury uh, I don't know how serious Ed Davis's uh, leg is. I mean, the broken leg, right? Mm-hmm. So you wonder if they're going to make a move because it, it is odd to see the Jazz run that small five with Jeff Green at the five. Um, not something we're used to because we always had favors. Oh. It works in in runs, but it also doesn't work sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's just an odd strategy we've been we've been having to, having to use. We're forced to use it. Hot take. You ready? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to realize why Jeff Green's been on. Eight teams in in nine years, he's he's a little he's mailing it in a little bit. I don't know if he's just a vet. It's early in the season, but he he gets that lax like the 
you know, he's super lagged on defense. He he doesn't seem fully engaged to me. I don't know. I'm 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 gonna keep that on, you know, on my radar, Chase. I'm worried about Jeff Green. No, I think I think that's a it's a great take. He he also takes shots. He kind of goes rogue in the offense. Does whatever he wants. And I think it's weird because he is a vet, and I think we need his presence. But he has a t- he has a massive skill set, but he doesn't apply it. Upstairs, you know? it seems like maybe he's 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 lacking. But the other thing is, this is such a great opportunity, Chase, because when we go small, he could play the five, and he gets out there and he's just like jacking threes early yeah, in the shot clock. Um, one other thing. I'm worried about Donovan at the end of these games. Yep. I know he's going to eventually figure it out. I really hope he does. He should have found Bogey in Milwaukee. Yep. Uh, he's taking these shots, even at the end of quarters. He doesn't really have a move to get an open jumper or an open shot. He he seems like he really struggles down the stretch, when, like late in the shot clock or at the end of games. So. Yeah. It's, it's odd. It's interesting. I actually saw it in the playoffs, too, sometimes, where everyone would just give the ball to Donovan and stand around, and he would go take some weird runner or step back. And I know it's a superstar league. Your superstar has to make shots. They've got to get they got to get buckets, right? But what makes the Jazz great is that they're a team. They move the ball, and everyone's a threat. So when everybody stops and it just becomes one-on-one, that's just not our game. Now, Donovan is a player that can do that. We've seen it. We've seen it. the Thunder. It's just... We're not there yet, and he's not there yet. And so I don't know if these are just growing pains, but it's just frustrating to see Bogey do a perfect pick and pop. He's wide open, and Donovan ends up getting blocked by Lopez at the rim for he's the loss. And Bogey's so. already had five threes in the game. Like, yeah. he, he needs to look for him there. Uh, look, he, he he closed out a bunch of games against the Thunder in that series against Paul George and, and Russell two years ago. Yeah. And so I know he has it in him, but he's just uh, – He's struggling a little bit lately at the end of the game, so uh, we're we're fine. Eleven and six, been not the easiest schedule. We've already played the Bucks twice, so uh, I'm not uh, too worried. Conley's coming around a little bit. We just need to stay healthy. We need to get healthy. Yeah, you know how it struggled in early uh, benches. You know how it struggled early in at the end of games in their career. LeBron James. Mm-hmm. So just put that out there. Yeah, they're pretty much the same player. Pretty much. All right, let's get to football. Uh, BYU football. Moves to seven and four. They beat UMass on the road, fifty-six to twenty-four. We were worried about them covering. It looked like an easy cover in the first half, and then we put the backups in for the whole second half. And there are a reason why they're the backups. They end up giving up twenty-four points. They score one more touchdown because it was what forty-nine-zero at half. Mm-hmm. And Zach Wilson put up. How many? Thirty-five in the second quarter alone, right? Or forty-two, and I think. They scored twenty-eight in like seven minutes. Yeah, it was it was wild. UMass is brutal. One, yeah, I they're mean, bad. they're, they're going to be historically bad on the defensive side. I think they gave up over sixty points like five times this year. Unbelievable. So, uh, we'll take it though. That actually gives BYU their over on the season total win total over six and a half. Uh, second biggest bet your boy made this year was on BYU over. So. Hey, I'll take it against the Minutemen. I don't care. Absolutely. Any way I can get it. BYU ends the season at San Diego State this Saturday, 7 p.m. BYU is currently favored by three. That's right. Get to eight and four. Uh, You know, before the season, I think, looking back, most BYU fans would take eight and four with that schedule. 
It's weird how that works. And three, three, four weeks ago, we wanted to fire everybody. Yeah. It, it, you were talking about roller coasters earlier. Ooh. BYU football is a roller coaster. Absolutely. Kalani ends up getting extended. People wanted to fire him two weeks before that. We <sighs> are the most irrational we're, fan base. We're the worst. It's insane. We are the absolute worst. Let's move on to Utah football. Yes. Utes moved to 10-1 and one with a big win over Arizona. Uh, just went in and punched the Wildcats right in the mouth. Uh, didn't let up. They knew they needed style points. I like seeing this from Witt. It's fun. But they didn't get help on the other side. Oregon loses. Uh, their you know their best chance of getting in the playoff was having them face in the Pac-12 championship with both one loss. Uh, Oregon doesn't get it done. What do you think? How do you think that shakes out, Chase? So I used to think that was kind of going to be the backbreaker for the Utes. I don't anymore for some reason. I just think the Utes have to take care of business. Like I've I've been saying, they can only beat who's put in front of them, right? And so if they end up as a one loss team. If they beat, well, I'm guessing it's going to be Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Um, what the committee has to look at it and be like, they lost one game to a pretty good USC team who's put it together after they got their asses handed to them by BYU Cougars. Mm-hmm. Um, we really turned their season yeah, around. Yeah, we turned it around for them. You're welcome. And then uh, the problem's going to be beating Alabama. The rankings came out last night. Utes at six, Bama at five. I don't know how that's going to shake out because I just feel like historically they're going to favor an SEC team, which sucks. I don't know if Bama deserves it or not, but all the Utes can do is win, right? And if they win out and if they get a New York Six Bowl, great. They should probably get a shot at the the playoff. It's getting a little crowded up top with Ohio State, LSU, and Clemson. That fourth spot's going to be pretty coveted. Now, one of those other teams could lose. They could have a bad loss. It's not crazy to think that. No one thought Oregon was going to lose, and they lost. So Jordan, I still th- I think they have a shot. I just don't. It's dwindling. It didn't help them for sure. But Georgia's sitting in the four spot. They still potentially will play LSU in the SEC championship right. game. Bama has the, their shot to get their best win for the resume this weekend. They traveled to a ranked Auburn team. Right. Big, hey, you know, the Iron Bowl. So... That's that's a big opportunity. The other thing that's interesting, Oklahoma actually goes to Oklahoma State this week, Chase. That's a ranked team. So they get another, if they can get a win there, then they get to play in the Big 12 championship game. It's going to be crazy if if the committee thinks that's enough to then leapfrog Oklahoma over the Pac-12 winner. Yeah. Because they will have more ranked opponent wins. Chase, as bad as we thought as BYU fans, the, the loss to USF and Toledo was, it might have been more painful for the Utes now because that really hurt their strength of schedule. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, but Chase, if we win those two games we should have, they would have a win against a ranked BYU team by mm. the end of the year. Hmm. Think can't, about that. Can't win them all. <laughs> so we did our part. Yeah. All right, let's get to Survivor League. Kind of a wacky, wild week in Survivor Clay. Four, yeah. four teams head in to the week. It's insane out here. I'm just running around, no pants on, screaming, because it, it's scary. There's four guys that went in. We had a big, big no-no. I'm sorry, Go Birds. Didn't get his pick in. He's got a one-in-four shot at 1200 bucks. He doesn't get his pick in on Sunday. So only three guys make picks. Two go with the Saints. One on the Bears. The Saints almost did it again. 
the Panthers were right there. You were giving me a play-by-play breakdown over text of what was happening. Joey Sly missing a 28-yarder. Joey Panth- bag of donuts, dude. Panthers running seven plays inside the five-yard line, the 10-yard line. They can't get seven there. Touchdown wins that game. And yeah. uh, the Saints pull it out. So three people through going into this week. Wild to me, real quick on that Saints game, the Panthers, like, everyone loves to call him Riverboat Ron Riviera. All I know about that is that he sucks inside the five-yard line because he's never. it seems like he never converts those. He didn't give the ball to the best back in the league in space. He tried to put him up the middle two or three times. He had, what did you say, seven downs? Some, well, they got the pass interference. Right. They got a fresh and start. Then, and then they didn't give it back to him. They didn't give it back to Chris McCaffrey. It's crazy. Just give him a little swing pass. It's, it was interesting that they threw on second down. Uh, when, when the Saints had timeouts, they needed to burn, and it was coming up on the two-minute warning. I get, like, if you throw there to win the game, it's beautiful, but it is risky because if you go incomplete and don't score the touchdown, you're giving Drew Brees more time. They should have just handed it off to McCaffrey three times in a row yep. with first and goal, um, make the Saints burn timeouts, but it doesn't matter. Drew Brees gets it done. He goes right down the field. Lutz puts it through the upright, so the Saints move through. We still have three teams left going into week 13. A couple options. The biggest spreads on the board this week. Eagles travel to Miami. They're going to be double-digit favorites there. Jets at Bungles. A little scarier now that Andy Dalton's going to play in that game. And then the Packers coming off a loss. Aaron Rodgers regroups. He travels to play Saquon Barkley and the Giants. Yeah, and these are all teams that we figured you might still have. You might still have the Eagles, Jets, and Packers. They're all going to be on the road, which kind of sucks, but those are the best bets for your Survivor League. We'll keep you updated going into next week. Should we jump to the DFS League contest? Yes, sir. Hit me with the deets. Okay, so the DraftKings contest went off. Low-scoring week for most teams. Shout-out to first-place finisher Chase Sergeant Largent with a 164. Great name. Point forty two. Really nice lineup from Sergeant Largent. He goes Jameis Winston, who is a fantasy stud. Say what you want about him, but he just throws it. Eats dubs. He puts it up a 29 against that Atlanta secondary. Uh, Big score from Derrick Henry. You had to be on Derrick Henry this week. Massive game against that Jags defense. Now the Jags defense, the lowest rated rush defense in the league. You know... Life comes at you fast. That was a, a great defense over the last two years. They are now the worst team against the, the rush. Uh, so he gets Henry, goes off for 32. Zach Gertz at tight end, super smart. Once Alshon gets ruled out, Nelson Algalore gets ruled out, Zach Gertz' target share is going to be through the roof. They're playing a suspect secondary in Seattle. And so Ertz goes up for 27. Nice lineup there from Sergeant Largent, 164. Second place was 180 degrees Miami. These usernames are incredible. 148. And Denver City, 1987. Third place, 143. So, Chase, this week we are going to run two DraftKings contests. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're going to do the Thursday three-game slate. Get a they- little... Get a little action with your side of turkey and stuffing. Look, when you're sitting there at the table and Nana's talking about Trump, 
you might as well have some DFS going. So we'll have a three-game slate going on that day. Then we'll run the regular uh, contest on Sunday. So watch for the links to both of those. But this DFS league has been a lot of fun. So make sure you get in a lineup. You can always edit that lineup uh, up until kickoff. Awesome. We'll send out the links. Look for them. Let's get to banger picks, Clay. Give me the recap of last week. Okay, so bad bad side from your boy here. I took the Texans minus three and a half uh, at home against the Colts, laying the hook there. Dangerous. Don't ever let me take Bill O'Brien over Frank Reich ever again. Uh, Noted. Colts show up with a great game plan. They almost get it done. They lose by three and cover. 0-1 going into Sunday. Falcons at Bucks over 52. They smash through that. Even Matt Schaub got in at the end of the game to throw a touchdown pass for the Falcons. Um, I was my favorite bet of the week. We actually had the HELOC out on that one. So we're doing good. We're looking We're looking right. Paying it back and then some. And then sitting at one and one we go into Monday night, and we were all over the Lamar Jacksons uh, traveling to the Rams, and they just go buck. Covered wire to wire. Was never Blow even close. So we'll take the two and one. That's back to back two and one weeks. Woo! Mm. Feels good. Smells like. Mm-hmm. Smells like a new heat lock to me. <laughs> let's keep it going. Let's um, let's start calling contractors and see what uh, you know projects we can get done around the house because <laughs> we got that extra cash. So this week, I do have a Thanksgiving game, Chase. Mmm, tasty. Bills playing at Cowboys. It's a nice little matchup, kind of an, an interesting game. The Bills have a really nice record. I don't know. It seems a little inflated. I don't think they are as good as their record states. I'm going to grab the Cowboys minus six and a half. It's under a touchdown. Cowboys, after last week, now number one in the league in net yards per play. My favorite stat. Your favorite. Bills have faced the easiest schedule against opposing offenses. Uh, Bills play much better when they have a lead. If they get behind, the passing game really struggles. We've seen that uh, from Josh Allen. So heavy dose of Zeke and Tony Pollard this week against the bottom 10 rushing defense of the Buffalo Bills. Cowboys minus six and a half. Yeah, I like it. I think the uh, the Cowboys get this weird like Mario-esque star power-up when it comes to Thanksgiving football. Jerry Jones wakes up at 3.30 a.m., takes a pee, heads over to the stadium, and he just blesses that that place with turkey gravy. Mm-hmm. And they play really well on Thanksgiving. So I just don't see the Bills coming in and ruining the turkey legs. Yeah. You know? It's a tough spot for if the road will. team. Yeah. Right. Let's get to the second game, Chase. These uh, overs, we've been hitting them all year, just with the new rules and the new penalties that they're calling. Jets, Bengals over 41 this opened at 39 uh we're recording wednesday so that number's long gone but i still like the over um it moved up with andy dalton under center so we've got Bengals, jets over 41 chase did you know before andy dalton got benched when he was playing quarterback for the Bengals, they had the number one passing offense as far as attempts they were absolutely winging it. They were throwing passes on 71% of their offensive snaps. Outrageous. I like that. Lots of dropbacks, lots of passes, lots of points. I think they'll get back to that. 
Um, the Bengals, on the other side of the ball, have the number 30th ranked passing defense. The Jets secondary is very mediocre. I like these offenses throwing against both of these bad secondaries. Look, Darnold has been making out with new girls after each win. Smart. Last week, he got hung. He went out partying, woke up with a different girl. Um, I like that Moxie out of a, you know my QB. He's well on his way to becoming Joe Namath. We just need him to drunkenly kiss Susie Colber <laughs> at uh, you know on the sideline during yes. an interview. Yeah, interview on the sideline. Look, Chase, you can't get mono if you already have it. Oh yeah. Today I learned. There you go. Um, I. I don't even know what to say after all that. That was great. But Donald's just bringing that West Coast Cali boy life to the East Coast. He's been playing better. He's in big city bright lights, and I'm with you. I would love to see just a lot of points in this game. Everybody throwing it around, tons of PIs, who cares? And um, I'm drawing a blank, but the Bengals wide receiver. AJ Green? Nope. The other one. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Auden Tate. Tower yes. Boyd, in my opinion, my humble Salt City Sports opinion, one of the most underappreciated wide receivers in the league. Yes, he's very been, good. Yeah, and he's Look been, for him to have a big day. He's been squeaking a little bit, so I think Andy's going to be forcing him. Yep. Uh, force feeding him the ball, which is going to be good for our over 41. Third pick. Oh, man, I love this Niners team. I can't help myself. They're traveling to Baltimore. Scary. We've been all over the Lamar Jacksons. All over them. They're getting six points in Baltimore. That is way too many. The market has moved completely the wrong way. Everyone and their mom watched Baltimore just run the Rams off the road in prime time. I think that inflated this line. That's too many points. These teams are closer. The Niners have a really good defense to try and slow down Lamar. Six is just too many. All right, Clay. One thing to watch during this game is the matchup of Nick Bosa and Ronnie Staley. Ronnie Staley is on the offensive line for the Ravens. He's a tackle. He's actually allowed five quarterback pressures all season, while Nick Bosa is averaging five quarterback pressures a game. So this is the unstoppable force against an immovable object. We'll mm. see who wins. Love it. But I'm terrified of Omar and his sweet Oakley Shades, who was on the sideline. Pretty sure I saw a Photoshop picture of him with a cigarette in his mouth, too. Why not? Classic Jay Cutler. <laughs> it feels just like last week. You know, this is Murderer's Row the Niners are going through. Um, but every time they've stepped up and have met the challenge. One other player to watch who's probably going to be a spy most of the game, our boy out of BYU, Fred Warner. Fantastic game against Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Ten tackles, one tackle for a loss, one forced fumble. He's He's an animal. This will so, be his tallest this'll test. This will be, be tough. I'm worried for Fred. Because mobile quarterbacks, extremely mobile quarterbacks like Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray have actually fared pretty well against the Niners. Look, so. I'm betting on this game, but I don't even need a bet to watch this. This is a fantastic football matchup. Mm-hmm. Both quarterback, or excuse me, both coaches, very sharp. They're going to be playing chess. I'm going to be interested to see how this plays out. Uh, it'll have a big effect going into playoff seating for both teams. So what a game we got here. Niners plus six at Baltimore. Jets, Bengals over 41. Cowboys minus six and a half at home on Thanksgiving against the Bills. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep profiting. Thank you for your service. Preach. Let's go. Oviundies. 
Let's wrap it up with Oviendis real quick. My Oviendi, you ready for it? Should we explain what the Oviendi is? Yes, I guess. Okay. We should. Oviendis, the worst name ever for <laughs> this segment, but it's also the best. Basically, it's uh, over under. It's a weird, odd stat we come across during the week. We present it to you. You have to guess, and we see who gets closest, and then you f- win fake points. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with mine. Okay. Uh, supposed to have a very, very white, snowy Thanksgiving. Supposed to get a lot of snow in the valley and in Utah. My question for you, what is the record snowfall in Utah? Oh, I'm so bad at in this. In inches. For for what time period? Uh, since Brother Brigham walked in and said this is the place. I mean, like, for a season? Or what are you saying, for a year? Or a for day. A, oh, one day. Uh, like, like, what is the record for a day of snowfall? Okay, I'm going to say in the valley. I'm going to say... No, uh, not in the valley. In Utah. Okay, I, and this is in inches. Yes. Okay. I'll give you both, though, because I have, I have valley snow and I have mountain snow. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that the record in the... Uh, in the mountainous is um, in the valley it's twenty inches and in the in the uh, mountains it's six feet. What is that in inches, Clay? I'm not a math. Uh, Seventy two inches. Okay, well you're short. Really? Very short. Okay. Record in two thousand three at Alta, hundred and three inches. Wow. Record snowfall in the valley two thousand one in. Ogden, I believe. 54 inches of snow. Jeez. Hide your kids, hide your wife. It's coming. I don't think we're expecting anything, anything like that this weekend. Um, oddly enough, I was actually trying to find what's the record Thanksgiving snowfall. Not easy to find. Mm. I was going to reach out to my high school, uh, I want to say the word colleague, that's not right. <laughs> Former alumni, Alta Hawk, Chase Thomason, K- KUTV News. Nice. And ask him about it. Uh, but I didn't because it was too late. But uh, 54 inches in the valley. 54 inches in the valley, 2001. Jeez. Okay, well, hopefully that doesn't happen because i got to drive up to Montana. Yeah, so. they get that, like, weekly, right? Right. Let me hit you with uh, my Oviundi. It's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We've got Thursday football. What team has the most wins in NFL football on Thanksgiving Day? The Vikings. That was a terrible guess. <laughs> that was that was one of the worst guesses I've ever heard. Well, you know why I there's, said that? There's two teams that play on Thanksgiving every year. When, Lions. Okay, that was a better guess. <laughs> Lions actually have the most wins on Thanksgiving. They still have a losing record. They're 37, 39, and 2 since 1934. I'm going to be honest. That was a little bit of a gaffe because I remember growing up and it seemed like the Vikings always played the Lions. And so I said Vikings because I felt like the Vikings always won because it was the Randy Moss years. Yeah. But the Lions was the better bet because they've played more since then. Got you. I got you. Uh, they've been playing since 1934, Chase. Oh, okay. The yeah. Cowboys didn't start playing on Thanksgiving until 1966. Their record on Thanksgiving Day, 30, 19, and 1. What a fun little stat you can share with your family this weekend when you're eating uh, turkey. And talking about the Democratic debate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, can't wait. There it is. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into the show. That'll wrap it up for us. Remember to join the Thursday special edition of the Daily Fantasy Sports. Remember to subscribe, 
tell a friend. Say, hey, it's Turkey Day. Check out Salt City Sports Podcast. Let's make some money. Mm-hmm. We've got some bets for you. And then remember to follow us on social. We are on Twitter at Salt City Podcast. I'm at Potato Sack 7. You're at Potato Sack 7. We're also on Instagram at Salt City Sports Podcast. And then you can follow me. I'm at Chase underscore A underscore Stars. Big shouts to the Pod Mill, our home of our podcast. Great podcast network. We're here. It's Wednesday morning and we're here just recording another episode because they always have our back. We love them. Check them out. They've got tons of shows on the network. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.